This is Jacob Emerson with the Becker's Payer Issues podcast. Here's your bi-weekly industry news briefing for February 21st. Proposed healthcare mergers and acquisitions are continuing to face backlash from hospital and physician groups, along with state and federal lawmakers, signaling a turn of the tide against healthcare mega deals. In 2023 alone, Becker's reported on 10 called off or unwound hospital deals, many of which were due in part to Federal Trade Commission intervention, state regulatory reviews, and the financial and economic local environments. Also most recently, just as Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana paused its proposed $2.5 billion sale to Elevance Health, Care Oregon out of Portland and Long Beach, California-based Scan Group also diffused their plan to merge under the name HealthRight Group. Those two deals had been met with heavy scrutiny from state officials and and the public. Prior to BCBS Louisiana's sale withdrawal, state lawmakers shared a letter that detailed 30 concerns over the proposed deal. The state's hospital association and the state's treasurer also shared resistance to the deal. Care Oregon and Scan Group shared that while their merger intent was to support Oregon's healthcare system, their decision to dissolve the application came amid mounting questions over their planned combination. And while those two deals fell through, others are receiving heavy pushback, such as Optum's proposed acquisition of, Cor- of Corvallis Clinic, a physician owned group. The Oregon State Department of Health has been urged by hundreds of people, including patients, physicians, and Oregon lawmakers, to block the purchase over their fears of large companies like Optum, quote, cutting corners, putting patient well-being at risk, and operating on the edge of legality. After the FTC and the Justice Department filed 50 merger enforcement actions in fiscal year 2022, Many healthcare and political leaders are not letting their foot off the gas when it comes to tightening rules and restrictions around large healthcare deals. While the FTC has added cross-market theory questions to second requests in merger investigations, it has yet to challenge a hospital or health system transaction formally based on a cross-market theory of competitive harm. Should the FTC attempt to challenge this kind of merger, it would likely need to prove that health systems have overlapping payer customers. Regarding health system mergers across state lines, the same payer would need to operate across multiple states or the systems would require payer contracts for material national contracts. Empirical evidence, well, according to FTC Chair Lena Kahn, she said, quote, empirical research shows that hospital consolidation routinely results in higher costs and reduced service, and the FTC has been active in tackling these illegal deals. The FTC has successfully blocked seven healthcare mergers in the last two years alone. Our actions are putting industry participants on notice. Well, technology modernization and the alignment of investments with organizational goals, along with pick, picking the right vendor to partner with, that's top of mind for payer executives in 2024. That's according to a new survey published by digital solutions firm Health Edge. of the more than 350 executive respondents were from a health plan, 27% were from a BCBS plan, and 26% were from a specialty plan, and another 17% were from a provider-owned health plan. Among all of those respondents, investing in modern technology for digital transformation is the top strategy for 62% of payer executives looking to achieve their company's goals in 2024. Executives said the top five challenges currently facing their company are alignment between IT and business departments, high employee turnover and burnout, business growth, management of costs, and member satisfaction. Executives said that the top five most promising strategies 
to reduce administrative costs are increased interoperability, increased claims accuracy, additional training for end users, increased auto adjudication rates, and increased clinical management panel size. When looking for technology vendors, executives prioritize five key things, modern capabilities, easy access to real-time data, ease of business and customer service, ease of setting up and upgrading, and the ability to automate and drive efficiency. Well, Dental Benefits Administrator Liberty Dental Plan has named longtime United Health Group Executive Tom Choate as President and CEO. Mr. Choate joined Liberty's board in September after spending more than 25 years as a senior executive at United Health. He most recently was senior vice president of Optimal RX before retiring last April. He also previously served as CEO of United Healthcare's national accounts. Well, Colorado lawmakers are considering legislation that would prevent customers from incurring extra out-of-pocket costs if their insurer goes bankrupt in the middle of the year. That legislation has passed the Colorado House of Representatives and was created in response to the abrupt closure of Friday health plans. Colorado-based Friday Health declared bankruptcy in June of last year, leaving at least 30,000 members in the state searching for a new insurance plan. The proposed legislation would credit any money members spent on deductibles or out-of-pocket maximums to their new insurer if their current provider left the market mid-year. When Friday collapsed, Colorado's insurance commissioner urged insurers to honor what Friday members had paid toward their deductibles. At least one insurer, Kaiser Permanente, said it would count what members had already paid that year. Well, with fewer employees spending five days a week in office, two of the nation's largest insurers are consolidating their headquarters. In February, Humana said it plans to consolidate its Louisville, Kentucky headquarters, leaving the 27-story tower that bears its name in the city's downtown. Humana employees will work from two nearby buildings. Last year, United Health Group said it would move its Minnetonka, Minnesota headquarters to an existing campus occupied by Optum in nearby Eden Prairie. United Healthcare will continue to be based in Minnetonka. Both companies said the decision to consolidate their headquarters reflects the need for less office space as more employees work remotely. Back in 2022, Centene canceled plans for a $1 billion East Coast headquarters in Charlotte, North Carolina. The company said at the time that almost 90% of their workforce is working fully remote or in a hybrid work environment, and workplace flexibility is essential to attracting and retaining top talent. While some high-profile companies are pushing workers to return to the office, five major insurers are among the top 100 companies in the country hiring for the most remote positions. That's CVS, UnitedHealth, Elevance, Humana, and Centene. While other payers are hanging on to their headquarters, several insurers are cutting back on office space. In 2022, BCBS of Tennessee said it would commit to permanent remote work and would not require most of its employees to work in office uh, going forward. Despite all that, one major insurer, Cigna, is not among the country's top remote employers. The company is pushing employees to return to mostly in-person work. The company's CEO, David Cordani, told employees in an email that innovation and brainstorming is most effective in person, to easily build on each other's ideas, problem-solve, and ideate. And finally, while a majority of corporate health plans cover GLP-1s for diabetes or weight loss drugs, Less than a third of plans said they cover the class of drugs for weight loss specifically. But experts say it's only a matter of time before more employers move to cover obesity treatments. 
CNBC published a report February 16th citing an October survey of 205 companies in which 76% of respondents said they offered GLP-1 coverage for diabetes, while just 27% said they provided coverage for weight loss. Meanwhile, 13% indicated they were considering extending coverage to include GLP-1s approved for obesity, including Wagovi and Zepbound. Despite hesitancy stemming from the drug's high price tags and questions over long-term benefit costs, many experts still anticipate more employers will move to cover GLP-1s for weight loss, given unwavering interest among employees. With monthly costs ranging from $1,000 to $1,500 for Wagovi and Zepbound, employers could see an annual cost of $18,000 for a single employee's supply of those weight loss drugs. If you'd like the latest health insurance industry news delivered straight to your inbox every morning, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter on our website at beckerspayer.com.